the school is out. Which means it's time for high kids. This is high kids, four kids, five kids. My name is Rio Immerman and I'm your host for today. And thank you for tuning into 101.9 High FM. I have a jam-packed show lined up for you today. I will be speaking to Donald McCallum. He is the director of a, at a place called Yebo Hoho at Wits. So send, so listen kids, don't go away. We have a very interesting show today. Get ready for a very interesting show on High Kids today. You're listening to High Kids on 101.9 High FM. My name is Ria Emmerman and I'm nine years old. Good afternoon, Donald. Good afternoon, Ria. How are you? Very well. Let's start with the questions. What is Yebohoho? Yebohoho is an interactive show where we have all kinds of cool things that people can sometimes, if it's appropriate, they can touch them or hold them or look at them. Sometimes we have stuff they can taste. Um, uh, Even worms. Uh, Have you ever eaten a worm? No, and I don't want to ever try. Don't blame you. (laughs) But we have that. So if you wish to, that's your opportunity. Mm. Who started it and why? Um, One of my colleagues started it, and that would have been probably nearly 20 years ago. And the reason why is insects are pretty cool things, and he thought that you can learn just about everything about the natural world in small, in insects. Yeah. And so that's how it started. And since then, it's changed a bit. Um, Now we have other things as well. We have some reptiles and we have some snakes and so on. But not just insects. The insects are actually becoming difficult because they're getting quite scarce. Um, Yes. And that's a problem. So we have a few insects, but not as many. But we do have spiders. They're cool. Yes. And uh, some scorpions. And people can hold the spiders because uh, they're Used to people, some of them. Yeah, and the others. What, what happens if the ones that are used to people get spooked out? Um, well, rain spiders are the ones that usually are fine to hold because they're actually quite chilled. If they're not, uh, if they've been held before, then they generally the worst they'll usually yeah. do is run away. But biting is not something yes. they do. And uh, things like hissing cockroaches are very laid back and are easy to hold. Yes, um, I just held one about 30 minutes ago and it did hiss. I was a bit scared, but then I realized it's yeah. not going to hurt me. It's a cockroach. Yeah. And did you feel the little little hookies on its feet? That Yeah. Yeah. And that's something that's nice about Yebo. Lots of people don't know how insects can walk on walls and things. And if you and hold they it. They have like little t- pads and then they, that's how they walk on walls. Yeah. And you can feel it on your skin if you hold them. So that's. Yeah. Fun. Please tell us about the exhibition. Well, the exhibition, it starts on the 7th of May and it runs right through to the 12th of May. So that's yeah. from uh, Tuesday to Sunday. But it's closed for the, for the election day. Uh, um, so, so basically... So it's five days and it's open from... Um, Nine in the morning until three in the afternoon. Yeah. A bit longer on weekends. Then it's from nine to four. Yeah, because everyone's gonna, everyone's gonna come on a weekend because 
A weekend's, a weekend's much better if you're coming yourself because then there's yes. parking. Otherwise, it's not nice for parking. No. Who sets the, exi- the exhibition up? Oh, we have got a whole lot of people. We've got... Um, Sounds like there's, there's this huge show of insects, so it yeah. must take a long time. It takes a long time. We've got um, st- lots of students help, and we've got other yeah. departments at the university that help. And then we've got some people from outside. We've got somebody that re- rescues reptiles and somebody that's a oh. spider club. So then so then you borrow some of the spiders and the reptiles from them and you use them for the show. Well, they're actually going to come with them to look after them oh. so we don't uh, mess them. them up or look after them badly. Yeah. Otherwise, mm. they either get vicious or they mm. die. Mm. It should be bad. We've even got an alligator coming this year. Really? Yeah. I'm definitely going to come now. Yeah. And on Saturday, there's a cheetah coming, which is pretty oh cool. Oh, my gosh. Can children come to this exhibition? It's it's particularly cool for children, but all ages can come. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, everyone likes living things. Uh, not everyone, because some people have a phobia of insects. But I think that's a good place to get over the phobia of insects. Uh, you're right. It definitely is. So, all people can come, even if you have a phobia of insects, reptiles, spiders, or even a cheetah, which I don't think many people have. Yeah. And and possibly even rats. Some people don't like rats. It's a lot of people don't like rats, but I have pet rats. And aren't they the coolest? They make amazing pets. Yeah, they're so bright. They're like cats. They play I, want, I want to teach them English, maybe. to re- I can read to them. And then see if they understand. Yeah. No, rats are super cool. Has anything embarrassing ever happened to you? Um, it wasn't quite related to Yebo, but we were hanging up a model shark. And it yeah. fell down and it, 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 was a, it had real jaws, but it was a mm. model on the outside. And I saved it with my hand, so I got bitten by a dead artificial shark. Sure, that was a bit humiliating because it was dead. Yeah. But and it was sore. Uh, well, well, yeah, the teeth were real, so they did make a hole or it two in sore. my hand. That must have been sore. Do you have to go to hospital? Oh, no, it was not nearly that bad. Okay, because it wasn't real shark teeth and it wasn't actually biting they, down on your hand. They were real shark teeth, but there was nothing biting. They were just doing it with gravity. Uh, <laughs> If you could have tea with anyone, dead or alive, fictional, non-fictional, who would it be? Gosh. Probably someone like Charles Darwin would be amazing because... I don't know who that is. He he was the guy that really decided that all life was connected and he looked at how things were related and he oh, looked how they the changed. Oh, the ecosystem. Yeah. And so he was a big observer and so he... he Kept all sorts of cool animals and plants and things and looked at them. So I'm sure he would have yeah, had a I lot mean, to say. I think would have been good to study for that is take a plant and then leave it in your garden and then see what comes to eat it and then see what comes to eat that and then eventually get to the top of the food chain. Yeah, and then you run. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's eventually. Mm. Or even maybe if a fly comes to eat your food. And it lays eggs on it. Well, maybe it does. I think it comes to eat it or it lays eggs on it. Well, either one. And then maybe 
uh, a grasshopper or a frog comes to eat that fly, and then a bigger animal eats that grasshopper or a frog, mm. and then it goes all the way through through the food chain. Yeah. Yeah, that's why if you on holiday in a place like the game reserve, yeah. you should switch the lights off when you're not there because what happens is the the insects come in and then the frogs come in and then the snakes might follow to come and, and the snakes get, come in and get then the frogs and then maybe and then you'll scream because you don't really like the snakes so much because you're a bit scared. I'm okay with them, but if they're poisonous like a puff adder or a black mamba, mm. um, do you have any insects as pets? Well, um, at the moment I've got some Parktown prawns that are pets because they're pretty cool yeah. when you look after them. And uh, so they, they're they nice. What uh, exactly do you have to do to keep a Parktown prawn healthy and living? Well, they're quite easy because they'll eat just about anything you'd, you'd eat. So if you give them... Oh, leftover, so you give them scraps. So you give them scraps and they'll be fine. Because they're quite... They're and, and they'll eat dog biscuits and things. So Oh, so they're basically like those scavenger sharks that you find in the sea. Except those guys eat absolutely everything. Well, they swallowed a camera. Yeah, I watch nature shows. What if it wasn't a video? Then you could no. watch digestion. <laughs> no, what happened was it was on video and then the shark came and swallowed the camera. Wow. Yeah. And that was the end of that. It was the end of the camera. They got a new one. <laughs> no one was going to f- get it back. Unless you want to get eaten by a shark. No. Mm. Who were your role models growing up? Well, I think my parents and grandparents were great role models because, uh, and they probably started my love of the natural world. Yeah. Like my grandfather started mine. Yeah. And so they were role models. And then, um, ooh. Well, my grandfather and my grandmother, because my grandmother taught me about flowers, and my grandfather taught me about insects. Well, what great grandparents you have. Thank you. Have your role models changed now that you're an adult? Um, hmm. Sometimes I've seen, uh, they weren't right, my role models, but I've seen that sometimes there's some great disappointments with role models. We know of some sports people that yeah. were really great and then they were found to have been taking drugs to enhance them or they, yeah. yeah. So role models are quite scary things sometimes because um, they might, Go bad on you, and that must be very disappointing. Disappointing. You can look up to to the people that have already lived and see what they've done in their lifetime. Yeah, you're right. And there's some amazing things that people have done, and that are, are great. And um, so then you respect that, and then, then you, you don't respect what they're doing now. <laughs> well, but then you respect them, but now you don't. Yeah. But usually, the ones that have passed on. They've done everything and nothing bad happened because they're still your role model. Yeah. What did your parents want you to be when you were growing up? Well, I was quite lucky when I was growing up that my parents felt that it was really 
up to me what I wanted to be. So I went through a whole lot of phases. Uh, once I thought I wanted to be a nuclear physicist just because it sounded cool. It is cool. But then when nuclear. I got closer to it, I realized that actually maybe it wasn't as cool as I mm. thought. It just sounded cool. I don't. It sounds cool. And then once you learn about it, it is cool, but it's a lot of hard work. It certainly is. And then I also once thought I might do architecture. And That's that interesting. I could, that I could still still have done. I I think I could still like that. That's but I got interesting. But then I got into biology, which is. Um, that's fun. Which is dealing with living stuff, and that's, that's I think, the coolest. And I've heard that my grandfather studied um, entomology, and he, got to keep pet, and he got to keep some insects. So it's also fun that you get to keep pets while you're studying biology. It is. And my job's really nice because I get to keep the pets at the university. So Yeah. So cool. I've got frogs and fish. And, and then when you come there, you like... Uh, hello, every insect and every reptile and every spider and every yeah. well, every living thing here. <laughs> yeah, and so I've got kinky things like axolotls. Do you know what an axolotl is? I have no idea. I have never heard a word. It just sounded quite like that, and I've never heard that word. So I have no idea what that is. Well, if you come to Yebohoha, you'll see them, but they're really cool. They look sort of like lizards. They're related. They're amphibians like frogs. And they've got frilly gills on either side of their head, and they live in water, and so they and they've got a sort of a smiley face. Am I imagining it? Mm, I don't think I can imagine. <laughs> there seems to be a huge move towards eating insects. Tell us about that, please. Well, in many parts of the world, insects are an important part of the diet already, so yeah. we kind of know that we can eat them from what other people do. Yeah. But when we've looked at, when they've studied them, they've realized that the nutritional value of insects is really high. They've so got then, lots oh, of protein. And they have okay. not too much fat and not too much carbohydrate and they just seem to be really good. What about the poor insects? Yeah, no, the poor insects don't like being eaten, I'm sure. Mm, but really. what they also think is good about insects is that um, they grow really fast. So, so you they, can grow they, up insects quite quickly for food. And so if you, they don't kill baby ones, right? That's sad. Mm, well, there's some... Wait, you can you can actually kill an insect once it's old, it's sick and it's dying already. That's actually less suffering for the insect. Yeah, but unfortunately farming doesn't work that way. That's not nice. As long as they've reproduced already... Then mm. there's increasing the number of insects rather than decreasing it by killing it before mm. it reproduces. That is, in fact, a problem with mapani worms because um, they are the caterpillars, so they don't reproduce. It's not nice. And if they collect too many and they don't leave some, then they're not going to get more mapani worms next year. Yeah. So it's bad for humans and worms. Yep, it's a bad system. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Ria Emmerman and I'm your host for today. Now let's carry on with our questions. Where do you 
find insects for Yabohoho? Um, we found some at Fitz University in the gardens, so yeah. that's our first prize. Um, but we also, when we go on field trips for other things, we look out for what's there. So yeah, sometimes, so you just keep getting, so we keep, we keep our eyes more. open, and if we see something, just keep getting more and more and more. What happens if you get too much, and then you spot this one very, very rare, interesting insect? Well, we'll just have to make another cage and make. Sh- the big thing is to make sure we can find what they eat, because yeah. we can't take it if we don't know what it eats. No, so you gotta know a lot about insects. We, we have you wanna, to know. If you wanna just randomly pick up insects. Yeah, lots of them will only eat whatever they eat, so they might eat one kind of plant only or. Yeah, and then if you don't feed them that kind of plant. They just don't eat. You're in trouble. When did your love of nature start? You, uh, my sisters tell me that I used to, um, Roll earthworms when I was little, which wasn't really cool for the earthworms, but uh, no, but you liked earthworms. So. But I, I must have liked them in some way. It wasn't very cruel. It was cruel, though. But no, yeah. <laughs> but things got better after you that. You squish them into a ball and then just roll them around <laughs> like that. No, no, roll them so that they go long. Oh, sure. You know how earthworms. Would contract you, and then if you I, roll I them, used, then they'll stretch. I used to do that, and one time I actually broke it in half. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "Why is why are they still moving?" Yeah. yeah. And, and some sometimes they'll regrow the other ends, and you'll get two out. But it depends creepy. on how the break was. It's creepy. What is your favorite place in the world? Wow, my favorite place in the world is the Solomon Islands. I don't know where this, that is. It's in the Pacific. It's near the equator, and it's got really, mm, really sort of between Australia and Asia. It is exactly there. So um, in the middle of them, it's and it's in the middle huge of group of islands. And it's a, yeah, it's so a big group, group of, of islands. islands. Yeah. And it's people don't go there very easily because it's really far. Can and you go this, by boat or by plane? Uh, you can go by plane initially, and then if you want to go. To a different island, then you can go by boat between the islands. Ah, oh. so I'm asking, do you get there by plane or do you get? Do you there get by there by plane? Oh, by boat then will you take travel, long. And, and then you travel to each of the islands by boat. Yes. Ah. Oh. Okay. And it's it's sparkling sea with yeah, lovely pretty. animals, and it's really beautiful. That's so. pretty. So it does have beach and wild animals. It has beach. Um, not any. Big wild animals that oh, I know so of. So small little ones like mm. those birds you find in the Kruger yeah. Park. But what I didn't see there that it's got is apparently there's a huge coconut moth. Oh and and it flies above the coconut trees. And uh, But I didn't see that. Maybe it's actually a coconut angel in disguise. Well, it certainly is something special from what I've read. Yeah. What is your favorite book? Oh, my favorite book would probably be some science fiction book like Dune or something like that. Oh, I don't know what Dune is, but it's <laughs> Yeah. Would you rather be loved or feared? Oh, I would think loved is better. A lot of people have said that. Yeah. Yeah, fear is not... Can I ask you a deeper question? Would you rather be 
loved by humans and feared by insects, or loved by insects and feared by humans? Oh. Um, yeah, there are a lot of humans, and the insects need a bit of... Uh, they need someone in their corner, so... If one really, really is stuck with that one, it's not a good one, but the insects would win. Yeah. Probably for me as well. But it wouldn't be great to have no friends except some things that you can't really understand. You're right. But it's, it's nice to be loved by insects because then they just all over you. Yeah. It would be nice. And then you won't get and you won't get stink by stink bugs, you won't get shot by hairy caterpillars, you won't get stung by scorpions, you won't get bitten by rattlesnakes or black mambas. Basically save your life. Would you rather be happy with nothing or unhappy with everything? Happy with nothing is obviously the best choice because unhappy is unhappy. Yeah, then. And nothing can help that. No. If you were not a biologist, what would you be? Well, it probably looks like I might have been an architect or a town planner because those seemed like good ideas. And, and they were artistic and creative. That's that's exactly right. And you could make sure that there's biology in it. You could design buildings with roof gardens and atriums and yeah. all the cool stuff that we now get in buildings. Yeah. What is the hardest part of your job? Marking's the hardest part. I have, I do a bit of teaching and then you have to mark stuff. Oh, no. And then That's you have to. It's hard because you have to know the exact right answer, otherwise you're wrong. It's hard. But then the answer's at the back of the book, so. Mm. No, 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 the kind of marking I do, it's hard because I have to try and give the, the right, right mark for what they've done. Because sometimes it's not a right and wrong answer, sometimes it's a degree of right. Which and, and so you want to. Give the yeah, that sounds hard then. So it's, uh, you have to be right because otherwise it's not right for the person. Yeah, and then what if you get something right and the person gets excited and you're like, oh, no, wait, let me work it out again. No, it's wrong. Sorry. And the person's like, oh. Wow, that would be terrible. That would be bad. So, and then if you get something wrong and the other, the other person says to you, uh, if the per if you mark something wrong and the other person says to you, look, um, I worked it out twice in my head now and I think this is wrong. And then you rework it out and you're like, oh no, I, I was wrong. And you get humiliated. Nah. You don't get humiliated. You just oh. have to admit you've made a mistake. Yeah. Move on. So you won't get humiliated. No, I won't get humiliated. Yeah. Anyone can make a mistake, so you have to go with that. Yes. What is the best thing about your job? Oh, the best thing about my job is all the funny things I've invented as part of my job. So I've got some gardens that I have an interest in, so I get to look after some plants. Yeah. I have got insect-eating in plants in my office that I look after. Oh, the Venus flytraps. Venus flytraps and pitcher plants and sundews. And they all eat insects. And they all eat insects, so that's pretty nice. And then there's some creative stuff that I get to do because part of my job's in the museum. And so. Mm, that sounds nice. And so in the museum we have to make signs and we have to make yeah, information. Yeah, you told me earlier that the shark fell on your hands. Yes. And that was obviously from 
in the museum putting up the shark model. That's right. And so, yeah, that's the fun part. And then, of course, the pets. So I've got yeah. I've got a green iguana. I've got a snake. Ooh, an iguana. Yeah. Oh wow. That's pretty cool. And then we've got a marine tank with all sorts of fish, and I know all of them, and I take roll call every morning to make sure they're all fine. So you've named those ones? Yes, they know. Or like sort of names like yellowtail, bluefin, sort of like those kind of names? Or No, no, there's Stuart and there's Spike and there's things like that. I thought you were going to say Bob. I was like, okay, you named a fish Bob. Nope. But we named the urchin Spike. Yeah, that was a good name. If there was one thing you could bring back into the world, what would it be? Yeah, I'm a sucker for dinosaurs. They seem to be such cool things. So. They are, but they they're gonna eat humans. They're the no. big T Rexes, but mm. the the friendly ones or the dangerous ones. No, no, I would go with something like Triceratops, which is a oh. nice rumbly kind of animal that's a vegetarian and but doesn't. Well, as my brother likes to say, horn you. I think one could probably not irritate it, and then it won't horn you. It'll, it'll probably like be like a rhino. If, like you, if you leave it alone, it's, it'll be Like fine. elephants or rhinos. Yeah, probably. Imagine going to a game park and say to your friends, Oh, I, I have this picture of this huge triceratops. It was like so big, and I thought it was going to charge us, but we didn't at, but we didn't make it angry, so thankfully it didn't. Yeah. It, it just snorted at the car and then walked away. Yeah. <laughs> Where was your first job? My first job was I grew tomatoes for a, a farmer. Okay. That's where you got, looks like, it was, that's it, where you got your love of plants from, apparently. No, it was after my degree and I was looking to do something and I thought farming might be a cool job, so I... Got some yeah. farming experience. Yeah. And that's where my first job was. And then okay. after that, I went back to university and got stuck there. Yeah, and then you became a biologist. Mm. Thank you for coming on Hi Kids and teaching us more about what you do. It sounds like an interesting job to have. It is an interesting job to have, and I've been... Very blessed that I hardly yeah. have to work because I enjoy my job so much. Thank you to my guest, Donald McCallan, for coming on Hi Kids. And thank you to my producer, Mandy, and Craig for pushing the big red buttons. Join us tomorrow for another Hi Kids show. Goodbye, kids.